This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast is sponsored by Brewskits, handcrafted dog treats made from spent beer grains, oats, barley, and rye. No chemical preservatives, a great source of fiber, and packed with protein. Visit brewskits.com to see the full selection of treats for your dog and your cat. Receive 15% off your first order by typing in two important words, Fermented Adventure, at checkout. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. We're here at Dragon Distillery. She's Ashley Perez. I'm Rick Shane. Dawn Ranieri is here. And this is Fermented Adventure, the podcast. Ashley, Yay. I'm like boiling over, right? I'm, I'm bubbling over. And, and you've got this great personality, and I can't wait to talk Dragon Distillery. Yes. Dawn and I have been here a few times. Uh, we met Mark and Tanya, the owners yes. and the great people that work here. Now we get to talk Dragon Distillery. What I want to know and what I want to share is, how did all this get started? How did Dragon Distillery get started? So Dragon Distillery is definitely a passion project uh, from our owners. He is a, he will tell you, a um, self-proclaimed nerd. He played a lot of, like, the tabletop fantasy games in the 70s and has a lot of, like, just a lot of the stuff decor you see around here is from his own personal collection. <laughs> so um, This is kind of like, yes. the, the, it's like TGI Fridays. <laughs> Dragon style, yeah, or yes, right? or like medieval with, style, medieval Renaissance style, yes. Um, and also with our owner and founder, his family came to this area, Frederick County, in the 1700s. So um, three of our moonshine recipes that we we bottle and distribute uh, come from his family recipes that, that date back to his grand great grandfather in the war and during the Prohibition eras. And so, it's, uh, I think that's just, really fascinating. How was it that those recipes recipes were saved and handed down over the years. Did somebody actually write them down and stick them in a book or was it verbal? I, I want to share the secret family recipe. Yeah, so when it, so what I, understand, what I understand is um, so like, our, for example, our which I would love for you to try too. We and, will. And, one of my, and one of my, <laughs> one of my personal favorite um, is like our Fanny Ted's um, Lemon Ring Moonshine. So that is Fanny Tut Ted. Tut. T-U-T-T. Fanny Tut. Okay, got it. Our Lemon Ring Moonshine is actually our uh, founder's uh, gra- uh, grandmother's recipe that she made um, his great grandfather his that recipe of our classic moonshine he used like during um, when prohibition was you know a, a thing and they kind of just passed it down and then his grandfather took that recipe and added strawberries before he went to like the Korean War uh, he just liked he liked that kind of style that like jazzed it up a bit and they and then they just kind of been a, a family trait just learning how to make moonshine and, and using the ingredients from the land. 
And and uh, that's that's one thing that goes back full circle is our like owner when his family came here. And where did they come from? I more specifically. I, I I would have to somewhere in Europe for sure. Okay. I would definitely have to get. I'm just curious as to yes, where the, the family tradition kind of came together. Yes, because you can say moonshine, but in different regions of Europe, in, in different regions of the world, moonshine is known differently by a different name. So That's true, yeah. it becomes moonshine. I think more from an American Ameri- experience yes. of making you know a distilled spirit by the light of the moon. And his and, and his grandfather, he talks a lot about um, spent a lot of his time in Kentucky. So that's where he learned a lot of the you know those traits and how to you know those flavors and all those things uh, for the moonshine and the spirits. But as far as like our Frederick County and his family being here, they always tried to focus on everything Frederick. So as far as our grains and and agriculture and supporting local, especially with farmers, that's a very like big importance to the owners. Now, Frederick, I mean, one of the things that yes. I've been thinking of as we have been, Frederick's an amazing yes, town. Yes, it is, it is. But you've got four distilleries mm-hmm. here, an array of breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, as I recall, there's a cidery, winery, there's a meadery not too far yes. in and around here, but what is it about Frederick so, that has become this hotspot for craft? So I think with Frederick, so I'm talking about from my personal experience yeah. as well. So um, I actually went to college right at Shepherd University, right in West Virginia, just over the bridge there. After college, I moved to Atlanta, and um, when I was I wanted to come back up north, I was like. Where do I want to live? And honestly, Frederick was the place because it was affordable, especially if you're com- comparing D.C., Baltimore, or the suburban areas. It also is lively when, when you're talking, considering like you're talking about like West Virginia or some of the country towns. At least it's, and this is just very hip town. A lot of millennials live here. Um, a lot of people who um, just are kind of like young families raising their families. And one thing I love, love about Frederick is they are so about support local. Downtown Frederick, you will not see one change there. They will not allow one shakes of Starbucks. Um, so <laughs> that is there. Um, but other than that, they just all really support each other. Whether And the collaboration, collaborations are really big in this town. And of course, it's just a really just nice central area. Like you're 45 minutes to Baltimore, 45 minutes to D.C. if there's no traffic. Uh, you have, you know, the mountains, you have the lakes, and you have the ocean three hours away. So it's just a, it's just a really good central location that's still affordable. So the location just becomes like this confluence of a lot of things at the right time. The right time, absolutely. So it's literally been eight years. As like I will tell you, eight, in the past, like when I moved here eight years ago, a lot of the stuff didn't exist. In the past, like eight years, it's boom. So Dragon Distillery is the first distillery in Frederick City. Um, in 2015, they opened. So they're the first ones to set their ground um, in. I think what's really interesting is we talk to a lot of the distillers now who are coming of age. Yes. When you think about, when I say coming of age, if you took the financial risk of putting juice in a barrel, you now have, you know, four to five year old bourbon if you wanted to make that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of distilleries are still making a lot of the clear spirits because that's what's selling over the counter quickly, Mm -hmm. keeping the lights on and all of that. Now, what really, not, not necessarily from the start of Dragon Distillery, but what have you seen as you come to age? You know, what's the experience like now for Dragon as you are, you know, you're not the new kid on the block no. anymore. You're, you know, you're the mature high school senior. Yes. So that we're also, so I would say, so you, you use that like as an um, example. We are the mature high school senior, but like I would say like 
the nerds, the, okay. the nerdy, uh, you know, like band uh, kids that do their own thing. Um, because our owner and our founders, like they wanted to really just bring a space that everyone can enjoy in a space that's um, different than just your typical prohibition style, you know, area. And also spirits are so easy to not only produce, but to like also sell. And so you don't need seven different ingredients to take home just when you buy one of our spirits just to make a cocktail. Everything, like if you see our cocktail list well, that we have, it's very it's extensive. We have like almost 40 cocktails that we rotate and it's no more than no more than five ingredients, um, five or less ingredients, so people can take those and make co- those cocktails at home. Um, one thing you you mentioned about like what was uh, the thing that I guess is kind of like I guess is like that sets us differently. We definitely go to the um, some some people in the distiller the dis- distillery nation will kind of like frown upon is the flavored like vodkas or flavored spirits and that's what sells though that's what a lot of when we have a lot of like women consumers too that that's what they like it's easy that's what the, they take home and it, and those spirits are versatile from everything from the winter to the summertime i think the distinction is and maybe where you might say frowned upon is there becomes this mass-produced artificial flavor of a vodka or a clear spirit of course if you do craft yes. and you're really making it your own, it sets it apart. Mm-hmm. And I think that is no matter what you're doing, rum, gin, vodka, rye, all the things you're doing, the moonshine, it's different than if you go to more of a mass-produced spirit. For sure. And to that point, everybody's setting themselves apart in their own way mm-hmm. because that's what craft is. It's the ability to put your own stamp on it, like this, like this room. And and one of the fun things is you come here and you really look. We're across the street from an airport. Yes. We are in more of an industrial park setting. But when you walk in, I think the transfer of hey, we want you to feel like there's that that medieval yes. style. You've got the um, what are the the, the locks? Yeah, what, the, uh, what are those? <laughs> yeah, what, the, you, um, you stick your head in yeah, there, you like stick the, your hands in like there. The guillotine. Yeah, the, yes. yeah well, <laughs> right? it's not the, the guillotine because that's where they shove yes. your head off. Yes. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't know what we do back there. <laughs> I, now I'm a little more concerned about <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what happens when you start to drink. So, You've got axe throwing, there's a lot of stuff going on. And we and we are very responsible with all of those things. Like, we, like for example, with our axe throwing, we always have an axe facilitator gather the table or the guests, um, and we, they take them in the room. Everyone And I see the paramedic parked outside, too. <laughs> 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 but but this location is actually was made, was uh, founded on purpose. They wanted they didn't want to just use, throw another business downtown and you know hope it survives with the rent and the walking. You know, um, we wanted a destination, a spot where people actually are getting you know to come. Well, that's to. a hard balance because you have people that will visit Frederick. Yes, that will perhaps in their mind not think about going it's only a mile mm-hmm. or so From to de- here yes. but if you're downtown and you're walking it may seem like a different world mm-hmm. so this lends itself probably more towards production in a way because you need the high ceilings yes. and five years ago I wonder if Frederick would have allowed or the founding members the the governing body would have said well 
the laws don't allow for this to happen. That's where you guys took the arrows a little bit well, so, to get here. So this dragon's den we're sitting in right now, um, this space wasn't cultivated until 2019. Um, we had that space that you walked into in 2015, um, and th- that was our, just our production. They just did production. That was production in your tasting room. Yes, and the tasting room, we, was, we weren't allowed to do cocktails just because with Maryland laws, uh, you had to get different different permits and stuff for that, so you could only sell straight spirits, and that's actually um, what transitions us into uh, our owner started doing research in 2016, high research about canned cocktails. And, and we're actually one of the first to distribute canned You are the first ready-to-drink cocktail we had, and yes. that was your bourbon cream. Oh, yeah. And loves I don't one. know if – see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm a hoarder, <laughs> so I still have one can left of that bourbon yeah, cream. Yeah, the Dragon's Draft. Yeah, yeah. because I'm like, <laughs> well, once it's gone, it's gone. What can yes. I do now? Yeah. But that was the first time you know, we'd really had that ready-to-drink cocktail – Mm-hmm. And you and Dragon were the first ones were, to start to do that. To that point, you had said that when we came our first time, all you could do, you could do your tastings. Mm-hmm. And I think at that time, I could be wrong and confusing with another state, but we could only do so many because you can only have so many ounces of a pour. Yeah, so many ounces of a pour. Like, so, yeah, so they always make sure they're like quarter, kind of quarter shots yeah. of you know everything. And then they have it all set up on, um, it's just uh, four on a paddle. But. Yeah, but what was really nice about that is that now you had your bourbon cream. You had, I think there were two or three flavors mm-hmm. at the time. And Mark, who we spoke to, yeah. was really happy about this. Yeah. He's like, I got to try this. I'm like, all right, this is fine. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. Yeah, so, so really good. Another thing, like, um, like uh, we were talking about with the flavored, like, vodkas and flavored things we have. One thing that, like, Mark is very um, adamant about is not adding any extra sugars into any of these things. A lot of this comes from just the natural um, essence of, like, the fruit or um, just, like, the like essential oils or whatever. Um, nothing extra that you don't want to make it too sugary or syrupy. Uh, same thing with the canned cocktails. Like, the Dragon's Draft you were talking about, they make sure they use sugar-free cream soda. So it just gives it a different kind of just like effervescence and light flavor. Uh, so it's just also not like too like you know heavy on you know anyone, to, and, and you can enjoy multiple cans if you if you really wanted to. What but. was the process? Now this you said 2019 that you opened the Dragon's Den. Yeah. So we're talking 2019, mm-hmm. almost right before COVID, (laughs) what was that, to to talk about the conversations or the experience, you know, the idea, I mean, like, this is a great space, you've got these 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 uh, medieval style picnic tables. You've got the uh, axe throwing. Oh, and, and side note, Tanya actually made these. Get out of here! Yeah, she like they got the wood. She put it all together. She stained it. They put like the these um, extra just details here. The rivets or the yeah. bolts. Yeah, Tanya will also tell you she also put up all those um, like fa- it's like thick stone back there. Yeah, she she said, she's she definitely kills it. I love the attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And look, all I can say is. It was perfect timing, at least because now these picnic tables would cost like four times the amount of oh, money I know, to, to right? do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. So true. People are just saying, "Hey, we can't afford lumber for tables. Just bring your own chair." Yes. That's about where we're at now. Yeah. So now, so now um, we actually won positive thing about COVID is we got to have outdoor seating. This The city let us have picnic tables outside, so that was nice. Um, and then also with the to-go cocktails, that's another good thing that like the legislation passed for like the city. And actually, Maryland as a whole um, decided to keep extending that till 2023, where we can still do uh, to-go 
uh, cocktails. What about the outside seating? Are you able to do that again now, or right. have they rolled that back a little yep. bit? Yep, right now we're still allowed to do until they tell us we can't. I so. think the two things that come out of that and seeing in different, not, not just here in Frederick and Maryland, but in other states and cities where they've allowed this more flexible space to be created. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of, you know, customers, consumers, we've really come to enjoy that. Yes. We've always sought, I think for Dawn and I, where can we sit outside? Yes. But Same. in a lot of cases, well, if you sit outside, yesterday was 100 degrees in the shade. Yeah. You don't want to sit outside. But a lot of places now have created cover. Mm-hmm. And I think as a consumer, I don't. I, I would hope that that would exist and stay. I don't want to go back to maybe that older way that things were done. For sure, and also, I th- um, me having friends who are just you know, have immune deficiencies, they can't get the vaccine, but they still would like to enjoy being outside and being. You know, they can still wear their mask, and I think we we should, that should always just be an option. And of course, you always want to make that space comfortable. And you'll see a lot of places downtown; they have a really great ambiance. Like just adding that extra plant, adding extra like just music outside, just really creates a space that people want to hang out and drink and you know spend spend time. And the Dragon's Den, um, we started food here, and that's actually what we realized. Um, put people in their seats more. They weren't just stopping stopping by like a lot of. You know, little like uh, was that thought out, or was that can, it was. We, because <laughs> in Pennsylvania, we had basically if you didn't have food considered air quotes a meal in front of you, you couldn't drink, mm-hmm. and you had to keep that food in you. It, it had to be like a whole thing to be able to. Yes, yeah. yeah. Is it what, during COVID or before COVID? No, this is oh, during COVID. During COVID, I remember we went to a. a that's funny you said we went to a brewery and they made us get a bag of chips just because yeah. they were like you have to have something. Yeah, well, yes. chips wouldn't have been a meal. You, you have to order <laughs> yes, like you know yeah. steak or poivre. That, yes. that was a meal. Yeah. Now for so. You mentioned, you know, your food program, mm-hmm. but in Maryland, that wasn't necessarily something that, that was an edict no, or a requirement. No, You just said, I mean, was there a conversation, we now want to add food? Was that all Definitely. part of the experience so here? So th- th- this space we're sitting in now used to be a Taekwondo studio, um, including that th- this kitchen area we have here. So we were just utilizing our space the best we can. And also, um, we don't have like a fry or anything. Everything is, you know, like a big uh, commercial ovens or microwaves. Uh, so uh, it's easy. So you got to think of also like as a business standpoint, the cost of um, you don't need super skilled super skilled sous chef or something coming back there but you just need um one person so that's efficient on your your labor and then you just need quick items that people and that are still delicious so like our crab pretzels and like our barbecue pork nachos are super popular um we have like a we have bean um bean burgers for our, our vegan friends and we, have, we do like hummus and uh grape leaves for you know our vegetarian friends too so there's something for everyone that you can still snack on and we always bring um two desserts and from local bakeries collabs that uh, like our spiked cupcakes are super popular as well a spiked cupcake yes a spiked uh, cupcake so, now i'm intrigued <laughs> yeah so uh for the love of sweets was is an amazing business she uh it's a women-owned business and she came on the scene during covid and um one thing about frederick county like i said we they, we take care of each other here um this guy he was just a server in the industry and he came up with like as soon as we shut down that week in march he came out with this group called frederick county takeout um dine in and takeout and it was like 
everyone showcased what you're selling and how we can support each other. And, and it was amazing. And there was like almost 30,000 members in that group. Does the Frederick County Tourism Board pay you as well? <laughs> no. Because you are a phenomenal, you know. I love Frederick. <laughs> no, it, it, it shows. It really yes. does. Yeah. But I think, you know, where that comes out of is the fact that, you know, what you're saying about this little town of Frederick. Mm-hmm. And it more helps me to understand why, you know, these distilleries and these breweries and these businesses would like to open here because of the climate, because the people will come because that's their nature. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah, totally. And like you said, there's always something for someone here, right? So, um, like you mentioned kind of like the food situation. A lot of breweries around here, and um, we support food trucks here. Like, everyone's like, bring your food truck. And, and the, the city used to close down the park parking at the um, our huge Baker Park on Fridays and brought all the food trucks for the afternoon so everyone can just, you know, um, help each other. But, um, and that's so, but for us being out here, it's hard to get a consistent food truck. And that's why we decided to have our own our own kitchen area to um just and also you know people are drinking spirits they need something in their stomach as as well um so what's this spiked oh spiked cupcakes cupcake okay back to yeah sorry no that's okay (laughs) i knew i told you we'd go down all these rabbit holes i love it so um so for the love of sweets she's a woman-owned business she opened during the pandemic and because of that frederick can take out like she killed it like she you know everyone everyone eats with their eyes these days especially everyone loves pictures and that's just the best way to promote yourself and she was selling these milkshakes with a cupcake on top like to go and they were just like beautiful and totally you know everyone just was like hell yeah so she um uh, she, she was selling out every day because of this takeout group. She just opened during the pandemic a bakery and she was selling, and it was just incredible. But anyway, so we started collaborating with her. We got, we tried all her cupcakes to see what works well with our spirits. So we settled on three that we get consistently. She drops off to us every Friday when we open. Um, so, uh, we do double chocolate that we infuse when the guest orders. We infuse it with our 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 medieval mint, which which is a mint vodka with hints of cocoa nymphs, so very light chocolate finish. Um, she also gives us a maple bacon cupcake that we infuse with our bourbon, and then she also gives us an apple pie cupcake that we infuse with our spice rum. Uh, so it's so spice cupcakes people order. I'm looking for a napkin. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for a napkin just to cover. Like I'm drooling as you describe it. But what makes that even more exciting is the way that you infuse with your alcohol, yes. with your spirits. Yeah. So we, we do like a little test tube. Uh, we, we we put a little. Um, we fill up the test tube. Put it in, shoot it in, and then to fill it up again, then put it out so then the guests can do whatever they want with that. After All right, so you've got, you've got a tasting room, you've got a bottle shop, you've got your ready-to-drink cocktails, you've got your cocktail program, your food, your axe throwing. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing we're missing is like an area for people to go to like a pod to go to sleep <laughs> and hang out and come back, right? Uh, no, they can come back just the next day. <laughs> That's the case. What? Yes. You know, I'm, I'm curious because, again, through our conversation right now, we've talked about the maturation of this distillery. Mm-hmm. What are the conversations with Mark and Tanya and your distillers and, and everybody about what the next steps look like for Dragon? So, the, the, I mean, it's just basically just was sticking with trends. So, you know, we were talking about, like, for example, those canned cocktails. When our, um, when Mark, our founder, he, and he went and did his research, so we opened 2015, 2016, he went and did all this research about canned cocktails, about the having them, um, 
the longevity of them and just like keeping them fresh and also keeping them what people want. And I think it's easy to do something crazy and fancy and put all these like syrups and flavors, but then the day people love consistency, especially we saw that during COVID where everyone was a, uh, all of a sudden at home bartender where they're like, I don't need to buy six ingredients to make a Moscow mule. I can literally just pop this open, pour over ice. It's 20 proof, you know, um, it, per can. So that's nice as well um, for, for people who, you know, want to j- jazz it up a bit. Um, but then you also see like things like, um, I always say like cut water, you know, cut water. They were a small distillery in San Diego. And when Anheuser-Busch found them, they, they now they kill it. They're like the number one selling can cocktail um company in in the whole nation and their number one selling canned cottage is actually their bloody mary which is like you would think it's just very simple but people it's in a can they don't need to get all of their extra yeah i think that your point to that is exactly that i don't need all these ingredients yes. so what have you done you've eliminated especially when you start to think about all right what do I have on hand if I want to make a cocktail, mm-hmm. especially with COVID and, and all what that was needed to do to prepare to go to the grocery store yes. and wait in line? Now you've just brought that. But when you think of a Bloody Mary, and if you're making a really good Bloody yes. Mary in a can. Which I love Bloody Marys. You too. can now take that to the beach. Yep. You can now take that to the park. There's a lot of variation, at least for a Bloody Mary, but all these ready-to-drink cocktails. Yep, yep. Uh, we have, so our, actually our number one selling one is our Park Dragon's Party Punch. So it's a fruit, it's a fruit punch, um, natural juices with our uh, Zephyr white rum. So that's and very simple and very, people just love it. It's just a really cool color, you know, makes you feel like you're, it's all the, the beachy vibes. You so as you touched it. upon it. What you're saying right now is the growth of what the distillery is doing is really doing more research and more work into the ready drink cocktails, yes. expanding the Dragon's Den, and yes. making sure you're really on a solid base. Yes. You've got this axe throwing, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that when people sit down, if you've never thrown an axe before... This is the time to do it. <laughs> you, you're, what is that? That liquid courage yes. builds up? Yes. And you say, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to go and throw some axes and yes. have fun. Now... Are, is there is there a local group now? Are you doing like clubs? How does that work? So, I, so it's funny you say that. Um, today is actually going to be the first. Um, so we were never open on Thursdays before. So I decided to take over Thursdays and open. So every Thursday we're doing something different. Um, we started uh, two Thursdays. So we skipped last for the July weekend Thursday. But Thursday before that we did uh, for Pride Month a Kiss My Axe. So Kiss My Axe was our drag show. Um, and it was like axe throwing and cocktails. And um, it was just a really fun time and we've sold out our so we're doing every fourth thursday of the month our kiss my axe uh and it's just really great way to we just support just the community and um those drag queens come from dc uh so and they're usually they're usually booked every weekend so we decided they they have space for us on thursdays and people love something to do on thursdays are different and we do close around nine so also you can go home and still get some rest before you know tomorrow but today is actually gonna be our first um axe throwing tournament um so it starts at 6.30 tonight. Now, are you developing local clubs or local teams? Like yes. you sign up and now you team to three, team to four. No, how so, does that work? So no, it's as every man for itself. Um, okay. as, but as far as how we're promoting it, it is to like local clubs. You want to think about kind of the people who your clientele, right? So it's like this, there are CrossFit friends, uh, our friends for the comic book stores. Um, we, we have relationships with all the these people around here. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, it's another big thing. We have coming next week. 
Uh, so that's gonna so be you're gonna everybody's gonna come in and play Dungeons and Dragons here yes. at the Dragon's Den. Yes. Now I haven't played that since <laughs> high school, yeah. and that's a long time ago. Yes. But a game can go on for months. Yeah. Oh, and that's the beauty of it. So that we just want a space. So like a lot of these people who have shown interest in coming, they already have two games like with two other groups going and it's just for them that's just how they do especially now with COVID restrictions people are gathering more um, COVID restrictions are lifted uh, it's just a good social a way to be social and this space too compared to a lot of other I think bars typical bars like you don't have to get dressed up to come here people come in their pirate costumes in here you know and it's like it's awesome and people just come in and they don't there's no pressure because you're, you're here at a cool spot where you just you don't have to impress anyone I'm, I'm envisioning Somebody just driving down the road, and you know, no, people are a, sitting in yes. their car in their cars they, with their pirate costumes and, on. Yes, yeah, you know, and they, and they wear their Renaissance like people's birthday. They wear their huge Renaissance garb. But it's like you spend a lot of money on those things. Like, why would you? Well, not you wear mentioned it? that. <laughs> and why would you not wear? It? We keep bumping into people. We talked a little the, about the Renaissance Fair. The Maryland is it yes, Maryland Renaissance yeah, Ren it's Fair? The Ren Fair, yes. Now, what's Dragons? What's your involvement? Do you have an involvement not with that? Yet, not, not yet, yet because they don't allow spirits there. Uh, they're, they're kind of. Um, that's where the ready to drink cocktails come in. Maybe, yeah, we're working maybe. on that. Yes. Wink, so, wink. Yes. So, <laughs> right now, they only serve mead, um, beer, and wine. Okay. So that's the only thing that they serve. Um, but I, I was actually telling Don. Um, so Lingenor is one of like the number one set, number one vineyards in Maryland. Um, they have a beautiful space. They have Red Shed Men Brewery um, on their property as well, and they like kill it with their events. Uh, they always do a cool like uh, summer and autumn reggae festival. Um, but they actually make all the mead for the Renaissance fair um so we actually did a collaboration when we first started with them um and we made a brandy as a collab with linganore so you know we just kind of keep it in the family and keep those relationships uh strong and we'll see we'll see when uh the legislation and whatever the people in crownsville maryland if they would like to like to bring spirits in and, and we would be the people for them for sure as that comes with the theme you know well, i love the idea yes. of you could be sitting here Enjoying a cocktail, having a meal, um, you know, talking about the spirits, having conversations about the day. And then, you know, you can see somebody walk in the door yes. in whatever they want to wear. Yes. And that sounds like so much fun. Definitely. And it helps to create the same atmosphere that you're looking to bring up, right? Definitely. And you think about the people who maybe don't dress up, like my fiance. Like, 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 like yes. Dawn and I. My fiance would not, like, he, like, he's just like, oh, let me just wear my jeans and a shirt to the run fair. But, like, he also is there for the experience like he it's he does love seeing the person who's running the turkey leg stand dressed up it's like you are cre- cultivating experience and uh, and just it's a different world for people i mean we live in this world and it's okay you know a lot of the time so it's like why not do a different world sometimes <laughs> i in my mind as you're saying that i think now more than ever to create that world where we can escape yes especially being able to escape with other people that are doing the same thing mindset-wise. Exactly. I, I think that's critical. Yes. And that goes to what you're doing here at Dragon because you're really creating an environment where you can walk in here and say, I'm going to immerse myself in the whole atmosphere mm-hmm. and really enjoy my time here. And there's stuff going out there in the world, but in here, 
I'm, I'm in. Let's I'm take in, a break. We yeah. take a summer break. And another beautiful thing, I think you also appreciate this, Don. Where they're very, so with Tanya being like women, you know, our our woman in power around here, and I run a lot of things too. We definitely are about like girl power, and so um, we have that explains our, the Wonder Woman earrings. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, these are actually Aquarius. Okay. Yeah. I'm Aquarius. We'll have to get a picture of your earrings <laughs> yeah. for the podcast yes. so we can go on the, be it on the website. Yeah. They're like, what are you talking about? So um, we one of our dungeon masters is actually. A a woman and she you know she's going to be running our our, uh, our Dungeons and Dragons games Um, so we have a lot of like girls who are coming in and just like killing it and doing different things and like our drag show we had a bunch of women over here doing the axe throwing and so we'll we'll see we also want to cultivate a great space for women to come and not feel like this is just like a man's world and you know but Uh, yes yes (laughs) for for sure for sure (laughs) Let's do this. Let's take a break. Okay. When we come back, we're going to share some of your spirits yes, with the world. Perfect. We're going to talk about um, more of what Dragon is doing. Okay. And when we come back. Brewskits. Beer, grain, dog, bones. Brewskits. Your dog will go wild. Brewskits. Beer, grain, dog, bones, a healthy alternative for your pup. Brewskits are all natural and made in the USA. Visit brewskit.com. That's B-R-E-W-S-C-U-I-T.com. <laughs> We are back. Oh my God. We have so much on the table right now. There are, there are six expressions of spirits here. You've got ready to drink cocktails. We're going to play some games. <laughs> so where should we start? You brought out five ready to drink cocktail flavors. You, yes. We've got this rum. We, we, we're, you take us through. Perfect. You're the, you're the dungeon master today. Yes, I am. Perfect. So, so th- this here, like you are familiar with our canned cocktails. You did talk about you did love the Dragon's Draft. Yeah. So this is our canned cocktails I poured out for you folks. Uh, so this one will be the Dragon's Draft made with our bourbon and cream, sugar-free cream soda. And this is where you want us to start. Yeah, because you, you're familiar with it. So we'll start. I with, still love the we'll nose. Start with what you know. One of the things that I think this is taking me back to the first time I tried this was the um, the effervescence, just the bubbliness. It it helps to transfer or bring bring the bourbon essence mm-hmm. into your nose. And, and I love that. And that's I think that's what Mark was also trying and the other distillers were trying to do is to not take away from the spirit and, and using sugar free is a big difference. Uh, I'm just going to pause. There's going to be a lot of dead air on, yeah. on the podcast now. That's delicious. It's still delicious. Um, and again, like you said, there's, it's not sugary. It's not sweet. Mm-hmm. And everything plays well together. The cream soda, the bourbon, it's all, it's all a great cocktail. Um, this is this one is actually one of my personal favorites here. Um, and even before I worked here, I always would have a bottle of the lemon meringue moonshine in my freezer, <laughs> just because it's just a really good. I like especially if you're doing like in the night lemon drop shots or you need to mix something. But this is our dragon's pie, a very popular can cocktail that we actually cannot keep. Um, producing because they just fly off the shelf so uh, we don't have them in a can right now uh, we will hopefully by next week but this is the um, dragon's pie made with uh, lemon rain moonshine and sugar-free lemonade so again when this airs this will air next week like, yes. so by the time people are hearing this you're going to have a line out the door <laughs> because they heard this is back it's a dangerous summer oh. drink oh this is <laughs> sure. oh this all of them because but you did say they were 20 percent Mm-hmm. By volume, yeah, temper, yeah, twenty percent uh, proof, twenty proof, ten uh, percent. So it's still going to say hello. Yes, for right? sure. <laughs> I mean, this is 
you literally, I, I, I almost feel like you said lemon meringue pie, but I almost feel like this is this is like that lemon filled donut. I get like this donut mm, essence yes, to it. Yes. This is delicious. I know if I hand this over to Dawn, I'm not getting that back. Yeah. So, which is which is a good thing. That's okay. This so this is just a you're very, saving that punch for last, aren't you? Yes. I know you are. So this is just a very uh, classic uh, gin and tonic. That's really nice to see because with all these um, fruity um, yeah. fruity essence drinks, it's nice to see a classic. Definitely. So another thing you will see within the canned cocktail craze as well, whether it's actual spirits or malt, you know, uh, like I, I'm definitely a seltzer girl for sure. Like I love White Claws and all those good things. But um, people want also that are low-cal. Like that's what a lot of, especially our women consumers are looking for, like that low-cal. And the gin and tonic is a really nice way to kind of still have that. We're not having all these extra like sugars and you know, things like that. So what I like about this is you, you get the essence of the gin, you get the tonic. It's all there. But I'm also thinking, look, if I want to take this and I, you know, this is, this could become not just a ready drink cocktail, but this now becomes a mixer. Yes. Because if I, let's say I want to add this, I want to add a little more gin to yeah, this. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> um, but it doesn't come out overpowering right off the bat. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, again, all three of these that we've had so far, you can take these to the park, the beach, just yep. sit out back on your deck or patio yep. or just, you know, watch TV, watch a sporting event. Yeah, They're Chilled all there. on the rocks, whatever you want to do. Oh, you yes. wanted some, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waving it in the air. Um, then this one here is a very popular one here in our Dragon's Den. This is our um, Dragon's Mule. So it's made with our gins, ginger vodka, and lime, and ginger soda. Ginger beer, sorry. I love the spiciness that comes mm -hmm, off of that the from the ginger. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is fresh ginger, yes, right? Yes, fresh ginger. And you can tell the strength and the character of that fresh ginger. And it's not heartburning, you know? Like, no. You know how like a lot of that, like a lot of those have like that acidity with the lime and but yeah, nothing is fake about it, um, for sure, <laughs> for sure. One of the things is you've you've experienced over the last four years making these ready to drink cocktails, so you've really reached. A pinnacle of knowing what you're doing and working on some different flavors yes. that, that really come out together. Yes. I think for a lot of um, craft owners, what really, you know, getting caught up when COVID came out, you're, you're really showing off in a way that you had already a, a foundation yes. for knowing what you needed to do to get here. Definitely. These are, obviously we're in Maryland. Do you ship <laughs> These in state, out of state. How do these work? Only um, at the um, distillery. So we're only we're only Maryland. Um, so um, we work with um, like wholesalers and d distribution companies. Um, if you live in a thirty mile radius, we do deliver to you. So that's really, that's been nice, especially during COVID. Um, we do curbside pickup. Um, and and uh, if you don't see us in your favorite spirit store, just ask your uh, your spirit store, and we have distributors all along Maryland from the coast to here. So, so right now. If I want one of these ready-to-drink cocktails, okay. I'm going to need to either – you need to be in Maryland. Yes. Or we can load up our car <laughs> and start yes. to yeah. – Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, yeah. we can be a distributor out the back of our car. Yeah, hopefully. That'll work. <laughs> That's how we're going to – Prohibition. Roaring 20s okay, are coming back. I was going to say, this has been like – even though they're all amazing. You like the mule? I'm, awesome. Yeah, I'm a big ginger. Yes. Yeah. 
That's a good one. And They're you, all good. And you know what's they like are. you know what's so special the about our ginger vodka, which I didn't like like really realize until I was experimenting with it, was I like, I would personally never buy ginger vodka at my house, right? Uh, but when I like work, start working here and experimenting with different recipes, the ginger vodka is so versatile, whether it's in like a, even in I've tried it in Bloody Mary. Like it is so good. Like just the way like the flavor profiles come out. And you can literally it's like you could put it in like in anything almost. So it's just because it's still that spice is still like coming out and it's not like too sweet. So you're, that, that's where they try to like nick the sugary sweet part of things. This is important. What you're saying really is the way and why these are so good is it's the spirit that they're starting with. So it's not just saying, hey, we just want to make a gin and tonic. You're starting with a really quality, you know, really good quality gin. You're starting with a great ginger vodka. Not just saying, hey, we just we need we need vodka, yes. we need ginger. Just throw some flavor in it. Right. Yeah. But you've got this wonderful base to start with yes. that really elevates the cocktail based on what you're starting with. So like our, uh, for example, our uh, medieval mint vodka, the one I, it has um, very hints of cocoa nibs. It's very, uh, we did some experimenting with it. It's like, and it, where's that one? Yes, it's like, I'll, I'll, I can definitely get you a sample of that one. <laughs> we have enough definitely. samples right yes, now. Yes. But chocolate mint? Yes. This is going to be a four hour podcast yes. today because <laughs> there's going to be an eight hour siesta in between. <laughs> Uh, but like for example like that's really good like even like co- like coca-cola it's like we've tried it with coca-cola and iced tea like strawberry iced tea and just like the flavor and it's just oh. interesting like the flavor profiles that go well together because it's such a light flavor like the mi- the medieval mint is and that it could go in in dessert drinks it could go in coke iced tea it's just it's uh, it's very interesting how versatile it is this is exciting because Coffee i mean drinks. you talked about 40 different cocktails that you can get here yes. at yeah, we were the dragon's den you've got this list or this what is what you've got these cards what is that all about yeah so we, we stay true to our theme so the cards are this is a description of everything we distill here in card form because so, yes. if you play dungeons and dragons yes. they're or you, pokemon, you, or pokemon. Yeah. no you, you but you've thought through i mean tanya and you and mm-hmm. mark and all the people that have, tanya and mark. That, that have a hand in this mm-hmm. have thought through the details. Definitely. Right? Definitely. And if you come here, you want to have that experience of, hey, talk about the card. So each card gives you a flavor profile. Yep. Characteristics of what you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Then you can come back and trade them with friends. <laughs> yeah. Right? These sure, are going to become collector's sure items. Friends. Yes, yeah. for sure. I can see in about 30 years these being more valuable than an original Lugaric <laughs> card. I really can. <laughs> so this is the, I saved this one for last because it is it is a popular one, but I don't know if how much you will love it. It is, it is sweet for sure, but it is um, our fruit punch with our Zephyr white rum. So this is our dragon's party punch. I'm going to let Dawn this, go this first is, on this one. Also, I'm, I'm a big sweet person. This is so also our a huge seller in our canned cocktails. Oh, she's making that. Ugh. Mm. She's in love face. And I just knows it. <laughs> it tastes like, yeah, it does. It yeah. Tastes like yeah, it's in a good summer drink. You gonna hoard that? It's nice. We have people who take, like, we'll, they'll tag us on social media, like, them on their boat or, you know, by the water. Again, for me, and this is just for me, so I would say I like, I'm, I'm, I gravitate more to a higher proof. Where this is at a base, this is awesome. You definitely get that fruit. I, I, I'm having flashbacks. I'm having, yeah. you know, really, you know, that summertime Island flashback. Vibes. Yeah. <laughs> but I could really see adding some more to this. Totally. For me. Yes. But if not, if you just, if you want to open up a couple cans or bring the four pack, yes. you can really enjoy these without, you know, them being so impactful 
that so, you're not going to be able to function afterwards, yes. which is good. So one, one thing that you uh, you appreciate about that drink, so when we had our I told you we had a pirate weekend for Memorial Day weekend, and it was just something different. We wanted to like bring people in. So a pirate weekend. I mean, this is this is so much fun. So if you look at your website for Dragon Distillery, mm-hmm. you're going to see all these events coming up. Yes, pirate or social media, especially. social media, because I am charge of social media. Um, the website, so I don't know how up to date it is all kind of consistently. Okay, so Facebook and Instagram. Yes, you're going to find. TikTok the announcements. Too. All right, we have it. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's one area the yes, fermented adventure of the pod. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> Talk about you know, so so something like Memorial Day, something like Pirate Weekend. Mm-hmm. What is that like? So Memorial Day, so Memorial Day weekend, we decided to do something different. That if people weren't going to the beach, and especially you know the COVID stuff, like uh, you know, up, like lifting, uh, we wanted just to like just get and create a space and a place for people to come enjoy something. So Friday through Sunday, we had our Pirate Weekend. Friday we started. We always do trivia on Friday nights, and uh, we had a pirate themed trivia night. Um, so a lot of pirate questions, like what's the Goonies pirate ship called on there? You know. Uh, uh, the Inferno. I'm glad I, you know the I learned, answer. I, I don't know. I learned that that night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Saturday, we had a few dressed, and people were dressed all weekend long too. Saturday, if you dressed in your pirate costume, um, we as a staff, we judged who who won that pirate costume. Also, another fun thing you'll love that week leading up to it, we hid treasure little little treasure chests around town, and it gave people they they brought it in for a prize. So, but, if you found like this random treasure yes. chest, so there are people that don't. Know know that Dragon Distillery is hiding treasure chests throughout Frederick. Yes. And they're like looking, hey, what's that treasure? I mean, I'm, I'm yes. sure they're not huge. No, they're, no, they're like this you big. You made this, yes. Yeah. yes. So <laughs> somebody randomly picked one of those up or saw yep. that. But they had no idea what it was. So but you had people it. scavenging, yep. scavenging, I don't know, is that word? Scavengering. Scavengering. Scavenger. Okay. <laughs> yes. today, today we're going to, we, like, we learned what wassail is. It's an, English, an early English toast to someone's health, which we didn't do yet. But now we learned about scavenger. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So when people found those, they could, they traded in that weekend. So then Sunday we just had, and then we just had other, um, you know, events that happened. Just pirate the events. We had pirate themed drinks. So one thing about the Dragon's Party Punch, we had that as a special. So we, it was called um, Shipwrecked. So it was that plus a rum runner of our toasted coconut rum. So people, you know, uh, kicked it up a notch. So with that, that was our, sh- our shipwreck with something simple we already have, just adding to it. Um, with all the... So, all right. Now, we're talking today is the middle, beginning, middle of July. Yes. What are some of the events? I mean, you talked about your Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, game um, night. Game night. Yes. What are some of the other events that people can expect to start to see um, or we're gonna do, look forward uh, to? We're going to do a murder mystery, murder mystery night. Um, so, th- they're going to... I love that COVID... No, I, I'm, I was going to say, I love that COVID's over. But yes. it's... I love that businesses are now getting back to planning events and yes. things that people can look forward to. Definitely, definitely. That's exciting. Yes. Because we've missed murder mystery nights. Yes. We've missed pirate dress up. We've missed what what else it's are we to the people. Right. Um we also are going planning um so one thing we did in 2017 that we're gonna definitely bring back and we're in talks with is an escape room. So basically people will be escaping 
the dragon's den. Actually, I have to be yes. honest with you. If you give me all this in the escape room, yes. I don't care about escaping. Yes. I'm happy to stay. Yes. <laughs> but people, but people, they escape. This is the unescape super, room. Yes, yes. People are, you can bring your drink with you as you're trying to escape. Um, things like that. We're gonna add, we've been working on also a metaphysical market too. So we're gonna bring like before we've had a tarot card reader come and just they, they set up all a bunch of um, art artisans come and they just set up an art um, art production room so just a cultivate so space. I need to come back here then yes <laughs> yes and then we're doing something right now um, we're in talks with for the fall a big women's empowerment um, weekend so we're gonna have a bunch of women's just um, businesses come and showcase their businesses and uh, local Frederick women so this is exciting yeah so you know again look at your social media to see what you have coming up and make Frederick, this is like a weekend destination. Yes, it, it is. It really is. We get a lot of people from D.C. and Baltimore who come and visit us. And it's another Not time. to say you couldn't stay for the whole week. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're only open Thursday through Sunday. Yes. But we have a lot of people from D.C. and Baltimore who come. And they'll usually start with us because we're on this part of town, right? And then, like I said, we they purposely pick this space where you can still enjoy the planes going by. The sunset is incredible here as well. You look out the window. Uh, it's a destination where people actually are coming here. But then um, you can... When people ask, oh, what do I do next? It's so easy to be like, I always tell people, go park where Attaboy is, a parking lot. That's and, a brewery. Yeah, the brewery. And there's literally four breweries right there in that block. Then it's on the creek, and you can literally just walk down the creek. There's two more breweries right there. And you walk down the creek, and then you're into downtown. So now let's help people understand when you say walk down the creek. Yes. Where I grew up, if you walk down the, the creek. creek. The yeah, creek. Like, it, it's really a creek, right? <laughs> yes. Now, the creek is a wonderful developed space. Yes. With, art space. with water and lilies. and It's a beautiful It's sculptures and fountains. It's a yes. beautiful walk. Yes. And it goes into one of the park areas. Yeah. But it really walks along downtown Frederick. Yes. So that if you want to pop off there mm-hmm. and check out the shops and things that are going on, Frederick is very well planned out. Yes. So kudos to whoever spent yeah. the time as far as a city planner to really create these wonderful outdoor spaces. It's a really – we love it. I mean, yeah, we just, yeah. Once you get off the main street, this, there's this um, – you know, there's like a meditation – you know, just centering opportunity that you get from it. Yeah, they want, again, they want to also just bring, like, nature into the urban life, you know. Uh, before Frederick, 15, 20 years ago, was really just not good, not a good space. It was uh, a lot of just, you know, riffraff and a lot of work up businesses. And I'll tell you, the people who've stayed, they have conquered it. They've they've been true and true. Um, a lot of those businesses who people laugh and said they'll never survive. Like, uh, if you ever go, especially if you love crystals and stuff, um, my boy Richard at the rock shop, when he, that's, came, our always, that's always our first destination yes, for yeah, Dawn. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. And that's a great, I mean, the, if you're into crystals and I know talking to Richard yesterday and not to get too far off, but <laughs> talking to him yesterday and hearing about this Renaissance or mm-hmm. from what's going on with TikTok. And how everybody is learning about these crystals. Yes. It's yes. amazing. And, yes. and the properties of crystals. Yeah. He And it's interesting. He he did not... Um, his business was definitely recession-proof last year, COVID-proof, because people started really getting into... They just needed that extra hope. People who never thought about metaphysical, they really got into just like... He was which like... Is my, yeah, which yeah, is my life. Yes. yes I love me too. And he was saying he was... We were, I was joking with him. He was like, I can't even keep sage on my shelf yeah, anymore. People yeah. are just... You know, reflecting all the bad vibes. So, um, but yeah, he has a, a booth at the Renaissance Fair as well. 
Yeah. Yes. It's yes. again another plug for the Renaissance yes. Fair. <laughs> now let's let's do this, Ashley. Sorry. You no 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 no. Don't be sorry because you poured some amazing things, and I want to make sure that we Way more talk. Than we usually. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the base spirits for all that you you've done. Now you've got this. So Black these two Hawk, are limited edition. Black Hawk yeah. Tuts Rum. Mm-hmm. Now. One of the things I've noticed about some of your bottles is you have pictures of people on them. Mm-hmm. Who are these people? So this, um, so this one here, uh, Black Tuck, is Bad Bill, which is um, his, uh, sorry, Mark's grandfather. I love, I love yes, paying great. homage to yes. the people there. Yeah, so yeah. This, this is his, I guess, his great-grandfather's, um, yeah, great-grandfather, so his aunt, great-uncle. This is um, Bad Bill. Uh, so talk about, real fast, talk about Bad Bill. I mean, yes. is, there, is there an understanding about yeah. why he's on a bottle? So he, yeah, so so they do put they do put his description here on the back of it. So it says, um, Black Hawk Tech, brother to Bad Bill, lived a short life in a violent time. He admired and looked up to his big brother. It was just shortly after his 21st birthday that Black Hawk was murdered. It was said that Black Hawk was a fan of the family moonshine. His favorite spirit was rum, though. We think he would have enjoyed our rum, finished, and used bourbon barrels. Um, so now, are these your bourbon barrels, or are they coming from other areas? Because I know you do make bourbon. Yes, they're yours. They're ours. Yes, yes. I love. Like, I, 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 I've been eyeing this as you've been talking, and when you put yeah. it, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, we and like when we first started, we started with. Um, we, uh, Flying Dog has been a really great collab collaborator with us. We've done some. They do. Um, now, what is ride, Flying Cloud? Flying Dog. Fly, Flying Dog. Flying Dog is actually one of the first uh, craft distiller, craft. I'm um, sorry, breweries in honestly the country. They were like the basically like the forefathers of of the craft beer industry. They originally started in Colorado, and then they actually came to Frederick to just to have a bigger space. And they are they're one of the first to also go all over the the world. Um, so they're like you could find them in Sweden. Uh, uh, so Flying Dog Brewery is just one of the top craft breweries in the whole nation. Um, so we we started out of the gate just doing tons of collabs with them. They've worked with us, um, given us their like rye mash, so we can make uh, rye uh, whiskey, and we've just done uh, just used their IP, um, IPA stuff that we've done other things. Um, our golden basilisk bourbon is a collab with them as well. So. Lots of good stuff. Yes. Now on the nose, I, this is this really comes out as a high proof. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't Pretty say good. on the label. Do you know what the proof is the on that? Proof? Oh, um, oh, why? Yeah, we got on we there? got the one without the label. Give me a see. I think. Oh, it's right here. Actually. Okay, good. This is why we have the cards. Ninety four. Ninety four. So it does come out as a higher proof than rums usually generate somewhere between 80 90 and i like that you've done that higher proof yeah. rum on there. It's uh, yeah, so it's in charred um, bourbon barrels. I, I get this citrus, and, and, and I don't know where that's coming from, but I get the citrus essence of this. I, I certainly, you know, the characteristics of vanillas, um, things like that come through. I love how the barrel comes out mm-hmm. in the flavor profile. The char, the char bourbon barrels. Right. Yeah. I mean, it really is, you know, the rum to me is... You, you get some rum characteristics to it. You don't get that funkiness. You don't get the banana. The, the, <laughs> the You don't get that out of the rum, mm-hmm. like a base rum. But what I like about it is it really showcases your bourbon barrel. The, Thank you. <laughs> it really does. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I agree. 
Actually, and while you're on that rum, I feel like we should uh, transition to the the toasted coconut rum, um, which is absolutely. I phenomenal. love your little tour guide of tasting flavors. <laughs> <laughs> the toasted coconut rum is one of my per- personal favorites as well, and a really big seller um, in downtown. Um, so Isabella is actually where I, I told you she, if you, <laughs> you should go for. Um, you are like <laughs> our, I'm telling you, Frederick should promote you to their tourism bureau <laughs> spokesperson. Thanks. I love. I, I love it. It's just, for, for us, I mean, it, we can't survive without each other, you know? Um, but anyway, so the toasted coconut rum, um, Isabella's is an amazing mojito there, and they use brown sugar, simple syrup, and um, and just the flavors. So, like, Mark is very, he was very particular about this rum as well. Like, he wanted to make sure that it was actually toasted, and then going through the distilling process. So you, there's no extra sugary or anything. So. I may actually, to be honest, so I'm going to save a little bit of each and I'm going to oh, mix sure. them. Yes. But as um, one of the things I love about rum, a good quality rum, is it as you've now as you've now aged this. And how long do you know how long this is aged in a bourbon barrel? That one was, I believe, two years. Two years. Yes. Yes. All right. I will tell you, as far as a, a an aged barrel aged rum, this is phenomenal. It this is, is amazing. Good. Thank it you. It really is good and. I'm so glad that we've had a chance to, to really enjoy this. This is one of those bourbon... If you're a bourbon drinker, you're going to enjoy this rum. I mean, and, and I don't mean to say that bourbon drinkers are, you know, oh, if it's not bourbon, I'm not drinking it. But from a standpoint, from a rum to bring in all those nuances of that bourbon barrel. Now, what happens is, and as I'm sipping this, there's a lot of flavor and things that are being introduced as this kind of opens up. Yes. You're right. You're right. And a, a typical way for people to drink, enjoy this is they love it on the rocks. And we do um, a dry blood orange peel like in it. So it's a really pretty color nice. to it that like just like melts into the drink. That gives just a very essence of, of um, blood orange. The rum characteristic where the characteristic of rum is starting to come out a little bit. You do get a little bit of funkiness in the rum. And I enjoy the funkiness, um, the sweetness. And is this a cane sugar molasses um, base, do you know? Um, I believe it's cane sugar. Cane sugar, okay. Um, But even still, the way this plays off the barrel, you get that, and and this is probably from the char, but you get that burnt molasses kind of experience to it. This is really good. I know. And I know. Not a big barrel age, but that is delicious. I right? know like Dawn is like, all right, really move good. on because there's coconut <laughs> rum to be had. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> That's one of my I feel like I want to start talking like a pirate. Arr, there's yes. coconut <laughs> rum to be had. <laughs> that was good. That was a good. One. <laughs> wow. I, here's the here's the important part. It's not coconut sweetie. Mm-hmm. You know, not to. Not to say Malibu is bad, but this is it, – it's saying that – listen. Hey, I liked it when I was 19. Right, no. <laughs> and, and to the point, like, Malibu rum makes – I think makes a lot of great cocktails because you get a lot of the sugars in there that, that really help to create a good cocktail. But this is rum with the – you know, it, it's like rum and coconut married together. Mm-hmm. And you get – as I'm talking to you, Ashley – I'm getting the oils of the coconut, and they're just staying there. Yes, this is what you want if you're sitting. We're sitting. We're sitting by the bar. The ocean's out there. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're watching the waves hit the sand. I got the umbrella. I'm just. I'm just drawing this out as long as I can, so Dawn doesn't you get it. That's <laughs> my favorites. There you go. No, that's amazing. And again, people look at the coconut rum as more of a mixer spirit than they do about a standalone. 
You could, but you I, could drink this by itself. That's, you could. That's because culturally you just think of things, especially when you're a first-time drinker, I think, you know, uh, you think of that Malibu Pear Bay kind of jam and, you know, just... No, this, that's, this is way <laughs> now, now, you take fresh coconut, mm-hmm. you infuse the rum. So, yep, we, to, we literally toast, like, coconut shavings okay. and toast it all and give it a nice, like, just char and then distill it in with the rum and let it sit. I am experiencing this wonderful oiliness. The, the, it's almost like um, an infusion. Um, what are those oils called? Essential oil? Essential oil. Yes, yes. It's almost like mm-hmm. this essential oil burst mm-hmm. just sitting on the back of my tongue. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Okay. I love that like lingering it. flavor. I'm glad you like it. I, th- I thought you would. I thought you yeah. would definitely like it. All right. What's next? Um, let's see. So I guess we can go ahead since we're kind of doing like that, the moonshine thing. <laughs> we're, well, actually, we're doing the moonshine thing. Actually, so we're, so we're kind of doing like, um, we'll do the lemon meringue moonshine. So this is family. Now this is one of the, the family's secret recipes. Yes, this is this is, goes back to the 1700s. This is, this is grandma. So, um, I love the way you dip the bottle with that yellow yeah, yeah. wax. All of them. Yeah. And you got the orange wax and the, 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 the brownish, uh, bronze wax. Yes. So it says, it says, when you are the wife of Bad Bill Tut, life is quite the adventure. My great-grandfather, Bad Bill, was quite the scoundrel. His wife, Fanny, was a caring mother and homemaker. While Bad Bill was out in the hills with his moonshine, Fanny was taking care of the home and making her famous lemon meringue pie. We can't think of a better way to honor her than offering our lemon meringue moonshine. Now, this is, and again, this is the base for that ready-to-drink cocktail? The yes, lemon, yep, okay. the dragon's pie. I can see where, as I'm nosing this in your experience, you talk about the, the whole experience as to why this comes to where it is, but I get that lemon meringue. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I get the lemon meringue, but it's like... like and it's 100 proof. Yeah. This is like, almost like... But, but like I said, they don't use any extra sugars or anything, and the, the kind of like that sweetness of it, it's, it's the um, Madagascar vanilla beans that they use. Um, as you said, the vanilla bean... You get that lemon. Mm-hmm. You get that vanilla. The vanilla just sits there. It just sits. It's <laughs> however you're creating these flavors. The way the coconut just sits there. The way the lemon just sits there. You're not. You, you enjoy your spirits because they linger. They really mm-hmm. leave an impression. Yeah, and it's good either on the rocks or you know in a cocktail. It's easy for for everyone. And like I said, because the the spirits stay, you don't need extra ingredients to like you know bury it down. So. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do too much with that. I, for some reason, in my mind, mm-hmm. I want to add like a fresh cl- uh, like like a like strawberry pe- lemonade or something. Right. I mean, you can add strawberries to that, but I'm also thinking like of, of something peppery. Mm-hmm. Like I want to add like a jalapeno or, Ooh, or, yeah. or like just something that gives me like a pepper flavor yeah. to that. That sounds mm, interesting. <laughs> All right. That's going to be the that new fermented true. adventure yes. cocktail yes. on the menu. That would be number 41. <laughs> this is yes. delicious. So here's, here's what I want to impart to people that, when you come to Dragon, and you really should put this on your, you know, craft cocktail or craft spirit bucket list, because you're not just getting, oh, you know, it's vodka, rum, gin, blah, blah, blah. You're getting some amazing, I mean, there, you can literally, we, we have three more to try, and actually four. And, and it's not even half the list. Right, and it's like, not even half the list. And <laughs> you, but what I think really comes out for me and what stands true to me is you're not just, oh, we need this, let's put this on the menu. Mm-hmm. No, it's, we want to make a really quality distilled spirit 
and we're not going to put our label on the bottle and we're not going to create a story behind it unless it's a really good product. For sure. And you also have to remember like these things have to be versatile. So um, especially if you're thinking of the restaurants downtown we're selling to, right? So what's good for the rum bar downtown that's like, you know, that's just like fun party vibes is different than the like tasting room, which is, you know, $40 plates and like they have $1,400 bottles of wine. It's You need something different for, for everybody. So then I think that's what this cultivates. Like you can, and then like the Lancelot's Flaming Love, you can drink anytime from the fall or Lancelot's Flaming which, which Love, which is the next one I want you to. Okay, try. I mean just yes. the name in itself, yes. Lancelot's Flaming <laughs> Love. Oh, what yes. is that? So Lancelot's Flaming Love is our mango sriracha vodka. Yes, and it, like I said, it's a, like um, when you taste it, you'll be like, wow, like. The flavors just complement each other so well. Again, I've used this in a bloody. I love bloody marys. I'll use this in a bloody marys. Use these in mules. I put them in champagne. I put them. I've put it in um, sangria before, just to like kind of kick it up a notch and just give. There is so much versatility, even to your spirits themselves. I mean, a lot of you could just you could put this on ice, as you said. You could drink it neat, or you can start creating a really great cocktail. And these are also really good in slushies too. All right, yes. but you're coming here for the slushy. No, unfortunately, we, 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 we got rid of the slushy machine last oh, year. Oh, I love the picture. It's a lot of I know, isn't it cute? I just yeah. love it. So is there a story behind Lancelot's flaming love? So what we made up was when Lancelot wanted to express his love for Genevieve, he wasn't sure how to do so. He asked advice from the wise wizard Merlin, who crafted a potion as sweet and burning as Lancelot's love. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going through so much on this. I can see his face right now. There's different, there's different just levels. Wow, there really is. You get this sweetness, um, almost like a, um, a grapey, fruity essence to it. Um, that's probably coming from the mango. Um, but but you, you get this earthiness that comes through. And then the sriracha just really brings it home. Yes. Even from the vodka, you almost, the, the vodka's there. You, you, again, I, I, know, I know you didn't pour just straight vodka. Vodka is a, here is a corn base, right? Yes. So if you, if you look for it, you can get the essence of the corn base vodka. And it does have some the sweetness notes, the corn notes, the earthiness notes of the vodka. This is delicious. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and I like spicy too. So. Wow. That's wonderful. Now, I know that you've got a couple things. You've got... You've got a moonshine there, right? Mm -hmm. You've got another whiskey, mm -hmm. and we've got this bourbon that I keep, the series number 12, yes, right? Yes, yes, Where do you want to take us so now? Next, I was, I was going to go ahead and, uh, I guess we'll... Um, I mean, for the podcast, we said pick three or four. I know. And you <laughs> pick three or four hundred. I know. I just wanted you to kind of see and try a little bit of everything. You just wanted to make sure we can actually finish the podcast before stumbling <laughs> out of here. Yes. It's, just, it's just a little tasty taste. Good. Because everything kind of just like entwines together, and another... Um, um, so we'll, we'll 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 kick it up differently. So we'll, we'll okay. We'll, we'll switch it over. You're to now the, Emerald. Bam! Yeah. Kick we'll it up a notch. We'll switch it over <laughs> to the Dragon Dogs Frederick Rye Whiskey. Why I wanted to tell you about this one. Right. So rye. Um, now is this a Merlin style rye? Yes. Okay. Merlin style rye, which is actually very special. I think you'll enjoy hearing what I'm about to tell you. So we went, we went to the Maryland Distillers Guild meeting, and this is the first time we all got to meet in the past two, you know, almost two years. So um, we. We had uh, a delegate come and talk to us and talk about legislation. So you know how Kentucky and Tennessee have like their bourbon trails and, and be they become destination spots for a lot of people. So right now, because 
lot of those places are using Maryland rye. They're not using their own rye. They're using Maryland rye. So people in the Oh my god, you just caused some sort of a conspiracy <laughs> in the world now. I know. Are you don't you mean to tell me that Kentucky and Tennessee are now taking some of your juice? And, and making, it's fine. Yeah. And it's totally Look, fine. That's yes, fine. Because yes. then they take it, they blend it, they're doing what they mm-hmm. want to do with their barrels. But they're thinking, Maryland, what can we... They're yes. already making some so really the, quality rye. Yes. And the Maryland, especially with Maryland tourism and how we per capita, besides Denver and, and places like Asheville, we have, like you said, the really great Bev scene here in Maryland. So a lot of the legislators and people in the guilds and um, um, the... The Maryland Distillers Guild is also part of, like, uh, Grow and Fortify, which they really focus on just, like, again, like, agriculture around here. Um, they do, like, the Maryland Brewers Association and, like, the, the Wine um, Association as well. So they all got together, and basically they were like, wait a second, why why we're, why we're traveling to these other places for, like, whiskeys and stuff, and they're using Maryland rye? Why can't that be our thing, like, officially? So, ironically, Maryland's drink, state drink, is milk. Um, yeah, look it up. <laughs> it's milk. And, and of course, people are falling away from the dairy, um, you know, aspect. Dairy farming is not really becoming a thing anymore. They're not making farmers. No, it's, 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 it's difficult. Yeah, right. it's, yeah. Uh, a lot of people, you know. So anyway, so the goal is to not only cultivate a tourism space, we're, we, they want a Maryland rye trail. And that is what they, the goal is, to create every distillery, make their own rye, have their own, but we have been ahead of the game. So we are one of the first to create a rye when we first came out of the doors. Um, so this is a collab we did with Flying Dog, um, the brewery I was telling you about. So this is the Dragon Dog's Frederick Rye. So we already have a rye on our shelf ready to go. Um, so two years into when we first started opening so, like I said, Maryland, right now the goal is to create a ride trail, and we're working with Maryland Tourism, so that will become another destination spot for people. I love knowing that Maryland appreciates and is now absorbing or adapting to the history of what they do. Yes. Because with Pennsylvania, it's a nice, it's a great rye-producing state. Maryland is a great rye-producing state. And you, you've got conversations, especially along the Pennsylvania-Maryland border, about you know what are the nuances between a Pennsylvania rye and a Maryland-style rye. And I think a lot of it comes from the provenance, the, 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 the location of where that rye is grown, the soil, the water, the, the growing characteristics. I think that's what really creates the difference. So Maryland rye, where it stands out, and Merlin now deciding, hey, if we can embrace this, yeah, why not? create a trail, why not? Yes, exactly. Exactly. For all the way from the from the beach, you know, the shores to the mountains. Um, so that's that's the goal right now. So hopefully that'll be a good five year goal for Maryland in general and the distillers guild to come together to create that for Maryland tourism. Um, and then also to sustain and help farmers and agricultures like agriculturally uh, get jump started by getting them started with growing rye. So yeah, so hopefully that's all in the works. And, and, and the beauty of that is a consumer, we get to see, again, the growth of this and how things just are going to keep getting better. Yes. When you dial stuff in and you really can create even better, higher quality products. Yes. And especially like, yeah, and even like with, um, in Maryland too, they're also focusing because like with farming, they're focusing on hemp, hemp too. A lot of uh, just helping farmers grow hemp around here to like help with like with clothing and paper and just Hemp is going to be the new answer. Uh, 
Maryland wants to be more like self-sustainability, you know. So when does the hemp distilled spirit come out? <laughs> I know. We'll see. So when is, which we'll one is this one? These are actually really yeah. good. Oh, so this, I'm sorry? That, yep, that no, one. Yeah, so this is the Dragon Dog's Frederick Rye Whiskey. So that's their collab with Flying Dog, which is also here in Frederick. Now, this is something you have all the time. Yes. On, this isn't a limited release. No. This is something you have all mm-hmm. the time. Yes. Now, when you say a collaboration with Flying Dog, what makes this unique when you're doing, when you're dealing and working with a brewery? So they give us their um, so they give us their rye mash from their brews that we that we then put in our barrels and um, age. I love the you get these spicy notes. You get this cinnamon, this clove, this sweet. It's almost like those red hots on the <laughs> nose, right? It's a sweet nose to it. You do get some essence of the barrel in the nose. And how long is this age for? This is a minimum of six months. Um, to So this particular bottle is 18 months. So I'm imagining this is, um, is this a 10-gallon barrel? Is it a smaller barrel? It's not a 53, of no, course, right? No, it's like 10. Yes. Okay. But it doesn't, it really has still, it has a mature nose to it. So it doesn't come off as, the, the barrel is in the nose. So, you know, one thing you also notice as, um, as, like a distributor, um, a lot of people, especially restaurants, they're not going to honestly automatically go and buy these from from distilleries, like our whiskeys and bourbons, because I think a lot of consumers, they like the names that they know, right. the expensive brands and all those things. So that's why we're just trying, especially as a Maryland as a whole, we're just trying to introduce the whole public into this, everything, good quality could come out of Maryland, not just Kentucky and Tennessee. <laughs> what I get on the flavor profile Lots of cinnamon. You do get, there's a grassiness that lingers there. Um, there's there's this oakiness that comes off on, on the mouth flavor. You should have been a sommelier. I feel like <laughs> you, you have like really good like description. <laughs> yeah. It's sweet. It really has a nice sweet profile to it. And this is really delicious. This yeah. is amazing. Okay. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, oh, I'm sorry. There you go, have some. It has been horrible. Yes. Um, I love, again, what lingers oh, there is the pepperiness, pepperiness of, yeah. too, that's gunny. Oh, that's the dog. That you met. That's the, that's the, it's a French bulldog, right? Yeah. 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 That is so cool. It looks like something from, like, um, what was that, uh, was it Adam's Family, the cartoon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, if, if dog you're lovers dog around. lovers around, yes. yes. I just want to keep sipping this. Yes. Well, this is, oh, no, well. We'll, we'll. we'll transition into this one. So this is. All right, so our, this is going to be our last one. Well, second or, to last one. Or second one. to last one. No, no, actually, or third. 15th to last third one. Third to last one. We could, we could do whatever you want, though. We could change. I just, I just, wanted, to sh- I just wanted to share you the, the limited edition ones. <laughs> no, you're funny. So this. So All right, so what is this one here? We need that cut, though. Yes, so this is the Dragons. DC um, 2020. Yes. Series 12. Yes, so this one is made for our Whiskey Club members. They pay one annual fee, and then they get limited just releases for them. Now, to become a Whiskey Club member, what do you need to do for Dragon Distillery? You just you sign up with us, and you pay... Um, I'm not quite sure how much the fee is per year, but you took one annual fee, and then you get... Is um, there a pledge that goes involved? Yeah. I mean, is there a, is there a ceremony yeah, to be... We, yeah, you have to become blood brothers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, um, every about every quarter, um, we release um, whiskey just for them. So this is what we released for them um, last... Uh, actually, that just came out a couple, two, couple months ago, Vanilla Fig. So I wanted you to... Vanilla Fig. So talk about... 
again, the Madagascar vanilla beans and um, the like an, an actual fig. So you're thing. infusing this with so with the, our it, bourbon. All right. So talk about the process if you can. Are the figs going Fresh. through the fermentation process, or where are the figs introduced? Yes, they're going through the fermentation process, which also brings out their natural sugars and in, like into that, and then it's drained and. Does the club come up with some of these ideas of things that they want to use? Is this coming out of your distiller, uh, the, the brainchild of your distillers, Mark, Tanya, you? I mean, where's no, this coming from? Um, I have nothing to do with any of the distilling <laughs> things. I just sell it. Um, but, you have but, the best job of all. Yes, but... Um, Give it to me, yes, I'll sell it. Yeah. But um, they, no, it's just, some, they just, just, again, it's Mark, really, who comes up with something different, just something that... that his the whiskey club members would enjoy and they can, especially with this being released just last month uh, about six weeks ago they can enjoy for the fall and you know winter time especially i can definitely see this being a fall or winter time mm-hmm. item the I, i'm trying to understand in my head what a fig is but i get this um so you know like figs that you know you yeah no i, I yeah like, I, i'm just where that it's like a sweetness. It, it's almost like the idea of a stone fruit mm-hmm. where I get that flavor profile from. And there's this high intensity of sweetness and then it just kind of mellows out. There's a there's a higher viscosity on the mouthfeel, which I really enjoy. And I think this would be really... I mean, I, I've been trying to like mix things up with this, um, like with cocktails, but like I like really would love... Like, I've been trying to use it with like orange. And I'm telling you, when you say orange, that's yes. exactly what I'm thinking about. And this is, to me... This is perfect for it's it's easy. Just do an old fashioned out of this. Yes. If you if you feel a need to make a cocktail, yes. add some bitters. Yes. I don't, I thought you would enjoy it. For yeah, sure. add some bitters. Add some orange peel. Don't do too much with this no. because you don't want to hide the the, 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 the characteristics yes. of what this is supposed to be. Definitely, and like anything in this, I don't on the rocks or yeah or neat. I, I mean that's I want to give the try let you guys try this because no one else is allowed nice. to try it. Oh yay! Except, except the whiskey club member. Well, well, I'll tell you what, what comes, you know, where I'm starting to find the fig is almost in the seeds of the fig. Mm. When you bite down on those fig the, seeds yeah. and there's that, there's that seed flavor, uh-huh. that's what I'm getting. Nice. That's, that's what finishes here. Again, this, with, with Dragon, one of the things that I feel to emphasize is the lingering. Yes. The, it, it leaves an impression <laughs> yes. that when you enjoy your spirit, or you enjoy your ready drink cocktail, it's gonna, it's it's not gonna go and it's done. You're really going to get a chance to enjoy that full experience of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. But that will bring me to this next one. I love the way you're our keeping golden, us going. So our Golden Basilisk. This is a limited edition as well. This came out in May. It was aged for about three years. Um, and it's our Golden Weeded Bourbon. So this is, once it's gone, it's gone. And uh, we only made three casts. Now, how long has this been aged for? Th- three years. And is this in a, a smaller barrel yes, again? Yes. Uh, yep. And like, so once it's gone, it's gone. We Then we because it's hard with a weeded bourbon, uh, unless you're looking at a five, six, seven year, but doing it in smaller batches gives that age acceleration. Yes. But even with a weeded bourbon, it's hard to do that. And and also all the ingredients, you know, Mark, he wanted to make sure everything was like the corn, wheat, and the malted barley all, all came from Frederick County. That's important. You really want to um, share the experience with what's coming out, like local, right? Yes. Yes. How was it, or, you know, what's the process of really sourcing these grains for you? I mean, I, especially being a distillery where now maybe farmers are not 
you know, oh, well, I have to create for uh, the story. Yeah, well, I mean, you'll actually be surprised. A lot of the farmers around here, they work with with everyone, and they end up actually taking a lot of, like, our our leftovers, kind of, for, like, their pigs, and, you know, like, so one kind of just helps each other. And, yeah, they, we start we, in that way. But that, so that's the Golden Bass. Very, just very light, good finish. It is very light. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I at least get out of the characteristics of your whiskey, your rye, your bourbon, the, the Series 12, if you're more of a, um, a sweeter whiskey drinker, this is going to gravitate towards what yeah. your palate is. Yes. And I mean, like I said, and like a lot, a lot of women too love to, to just sip down the rocks and it's something that they're also familiar with where they can also drink a darker spirit. That's delicious. We have some cool like bourbon hunters who come in and try our things and, you know, they run their Instagram pages and they're in love with our stuff. And it's, it's, it's uh, definitely a it's great It's inspiring yes. and it's, it's, uh, conf- it's confirming to what you're doing to yes. say you're on the right track, yes, right? Because, sure. again, you're the five-year-old, six-year-old, you know, you're high school. You're, yeah. you're the nerd. Yes. I'll tell you what, <laughs> if, if anybody's, you know, you know, with with the trombone and, and doing this in band camp, yeah. you're the favorite of band camp. Yeah. You're doing well. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna say the last one to try would definitely be. Um, well, nice, there's only one left. left. So, so this would be the, our dessert, our desserty style, kind of like a nice like finish. So this is the strawberry cheesecake moonshine. Strawberry cheesecake moon, and, and you talked about the fact that you're now bringing you you pick you're getting fresh strawberries from mm-hmm. the area, right? Mm-hmm. So they, so that's how they get that nice color and then the extra, like the sweetness that you'll taste, but the, the extra syrupiness. So then this one here is actually Mark's grandfather. You literally get strawberry cheesecake on the nose. Yeah, yes. yes. Holy cow. Again, 100 proof still. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had some, I, I never knew the moonshine experience that I was going to have. Did, so yes. I was ready when we went to, um, <laughs> Uh, Tennessee. Yes. He was not. Was, I was not was, ready. I wasn't ready either. <laughs> I, when I when we went, we tried all those. Um, like what is it? Um, oh, wow. It's like in Gatlinburg. Yeah, we Gatlinburg to, yeah, Pigeons yeah, Forge. Yeah, we went yeah, to like Mooch. the three different. I was like, oh, I oh, you only went to three. I went to three. Oh, I gotta go. Late wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it was this. this is so this, yeah, so this. So is, talk about the so, and there's a gentleman on the front. Yeah, so this is Mark's grandfather uh, and his and so I'll read this to you. So long before he became a highly respected educator in Southern Ohio, Sergeant Tut was very familiar with moonshine, having spent time in Kentucky in the shadow with his grandfather Bad Bill. Bad Bill left a real impression in the family. Didn't <laughs> yes, he did. He did. Uh, it was when Sergeant Tut was only 21, staging for Fort Lewis, Washington, heading back to his second deployment, Korea, that he developed a penchant for infusing strawberries into the readily available moonshine. So, so it says, with our tip to uh, Tut Lumber and all of those he served with during the Korean War, and with our take on his favorite recipe. So yeah, so that is his grandfather. So yeah, Mark comes from a long line of veterans too. So that's another big thing we emphasize here. We support our veterans. Oh, yes. <laughs> like I don't want to sound like a broken record, <laughs> but again, I had this. I sipped this while you were, you know, sharing the story, and what still is on my palate, what is still there is this strawberry essence. Yeah. So the idea of taking these fresh strawberries and you're getting them from a farm locally, yes, right? Yep. Um, it, it just sits there. It's just a wonderful... Mm-hmm. I don't have to like... 
I think it's like the idea of I can drink this now, I can enjoy it, and I don't feel like I have to keep going back because I want flavor again. Yes. You can really enjoy how this meanders in flavor. Yeah, so one of uh, on a popular cocktail in our Dragon's Den we, we that we use this with is called our Buried Treasure, and that's made with this, with fresh muddled strawberries and pineapple juice. I'm trying to find... <laughs> I found the coconut, yes. and I wanted to match this with your rum, and I'm trying to figure out which was the... I think it's this one. This one there. Yes. Because I said I was going to go back and I was going to marry them together mm -hmm. and try them together. Mm -hmm. The coconut rum and the Blackhawk Tuts rum. And again, these two were the DC 2020, mm -hmm. which is your which is your, um, your your club series, and then the limited release of your Blackhawk Tuts rum. I want this as a ready drink cocktail. Yes. <laughs> or, or just fill a thermos yes. and just let me walk out the door. Yes. <laughs> wow. That is incredible. We talked a lot, actually, about some of the events and things mm -hmm. um, that um, Dragon Distillery has coming up. Mm -hmm. What would you like to see? I mean, where would you like to see Dragon Distillery? I mean, this is this is always my um, your resume question. Where do you want to be in five years? Yes. So honestly, I we would like to be um, basically a mini Ren Fair. Um, the goal is to find a bigger space, better, more because our production is really getting crazy, and our, we're running out. If you go back there, we're running out of so much space, and uh, just with our bottling and canning. Um, so. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the goal would be just to us to be a mini Ren fair with more axe throwing, with um, just, you know, um, what's that other stuff called that people do? Bow and arrow? Yeah, like an archery. 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 Like, yeah. yeah. We would just love that like, to cultivate a big space because I mean, Frederick County also has the, the farmland to sustain that. And then also roll that into maybe bringing a brewery on there. Also growing our own things. And that would be the ultimate goal, for sure. With the idea of really promoting Frederick mm -hmm. and promoting yes. the spirit of Frederick. Yes. I think that what that is really what comes out mm -hmm. of what you and Dragon Distillery are doing. Yes. You're promoting and emphasizing the spirit of Frederick. Yes. Like so for me, again, like I love I love Frederick and I like I said, we wouldn't be here without each other, all these businesses in the community. And like so like Mark and Harad and everyone, they focus on more like the the production. And Haran is Harad. Uh, Harad. He, he is uh, one of the other owners and Mark's uh, son in law. And so he um, they focus on so much of the production and the distilling in the back that's like so it's like uh, me and Tanya who are really focusing on our relationships in the front and that's what's super important to have like that well-rounded this is a great family. Yeah, it is. We're, it really we're a family is. business. And I always, knew, like, when I knew when I was, like, working for them, like, um, I just, like, loved their family vibe, too, you know? And Mark's uh, grandson, Harad's son, he comes in here and runs around a little bit. And we, you know, it's, it's nice. And you see him grow up and, you know, so. Well, cool. I'll tell you what. For Dawn and I, I think we, we, we obviously came here a couple of years ago. And this was our first experience. And we met Mark. And we got the tour of the distillery. Sitting down with you has been a treat. Enjoying the stories and learning more about Dragon Distillery. And, and again, if you're in around a two, three, four hour drive, Frederick, come here for the weekend. Come here for the week. Mm -hmm. Enjoy all that it has to offer, all that it does have to offer. Um, this has been great for us. Thank you so much oh, for your time. Welcome. Are you so welcome? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. This is yes, Dragon Distillery. Yes. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We can't wait to see all the great things that 
are still yet to come for Dragon mm-hmm. Disorder. I'm gonna. I don't even know where I. I got. I got we got <laughs> so 800. Nice. We had 800 cups on the table. Yes. But here's Wassel. Yes, Wassel to yes. to Dragon Distillery, <laughs> yes. and we look forward to seeing you in that yes. Renaissance Fair and all yeah, the hopefully. great things that come. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>